0: The World of Dark Ages podcast presents side quests, tidbits and inspiration for the Dark Ages. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to the World of Dark Ages podcast. My name is Jacob. And I'm Peter. So, this is just going to be a relatively short announcement on what's going to be happening for the next, uh, shall we say, foreseeable future, because
1: Peter, you've got a couple of projects lined up, right? Yes, well, uh, I, I mentioned it before that we're uh, we're heading to the medieval week at on uh, Gotland, uh, which in, is uh, in the beginning of, of August. So I'll be running around in a medieval city, uh, not doing medieval things because plagues and not having teeth uh, <laughs> is not a nice thing to do. Uh, but yeah, so so that's kind of in the way and. Uh, then the week after that, I'm I'm uh, off to sea. Actually, uh, the the ship that I've been mentioning from time to time is is heading out again. And uh, well, she, she is on an expedition as we speak. Uh, but then in in August, it's going to be my time to uh to uh, join and i'll be sailing from uh, bremerhaven in germany all the way down to lisbon in portugal so we'll be uh sailing across the uh what's it called in english the gulf of biscaya i think it's called the bay of biscay but the i'm not bay bay of biscay, sure actually. yeah 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 of course it's a bit yeah uh, so I'll I'll be out on an 18th century sailing ship, and there is unfortunately not very good Wi-Fi there. So, uh, are you we, telling
0: me that 18th century sailing ships did not come equipped with Wi-Fi? What no, the hell? No, um,
1: they they don't. They <laughs> we we have uh, refrigerators and showers, uh, but we and and modern navigational equipment, but we don't have Wi-Fi unfortunately. And I I don't think I would have the time to. Um to, to record anyway. so on unfortunately we're we're going to have to postpone uh, return to our regular scheduling, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to mention it when we get back or or if anyone has any questions, post them and I'll answer them when I get back because sailing that ship is really cool. and if it passes by a, a city close by where you live, Uh, She's going to, she's in, as as time of recording, she's actually in Copenhagen. Then she's going to Oslo and then London before uh, Bremerhaven. And then she'll also be visiting uh, Malaga, Nice, Valletta on Malta. And then she'll uh, dock for for the winter in Barcelona. So so if if you happen to be at any of those cities when she passes by, I... Highly recommend visiting because it's it's literally it's it's reenacting history in a way that is hard to to just tell you in words because you're you're actually physically sailing the ship as they did back then. So you're
0: doing all the rope work and reefing sails and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you have the the deckhands, which are mostly volunteers, which I'm one of them, and and then we have. Um, uh, a watch leader uh, that that kind of tells us what to do but but yeah all, all of the physical uh, manual labor is is done uh, manually uh, because that's the way it was done back then and and so you you have everything from from scrubbing the decks to to reefing the sails to to climbing the rig and everything and it's it's just fantastic and you get the smell of tar and and everything like that it's it's amazing. Now, I'm thinking,
0: obviously, this is, like you said, an 18th century sailing vessel. So there will be some differences between that and the kind of vessels that would have been sailed back in the time that the Dark Ages setting takes place. But fundamentally, it's much the same with sails being controlled by ropes and a tiller. Obviously, on an 18th century ship, it's with a wheel. And back then, it was with some kind of tilling stick. But I'm assuming that it wouldn't be that difficult for someone who knows one, to transition to the other.
1: No, I, I don't think so. The the like basically up until you well as long as you have sails, they're they're basically controlled in the same way. They they might have different shapes on the sails. This is a square rigger, and uh, and square riggers were around for literally since ancient mm. times. So so basically, it's it's just making sure. That you pull on the right rope because, like the, the amount of ropes kind of goes up. the the more the more masts you get and the more yards you get, you you get more <laughs> sails and you get more, uh, you get more rope uh, to pull. But but yeah, I I don't think a, a 13th century sailor would have any problems uh, sailing an an 18th century ship. The biggest problem would probably be the language. But after like that that's that's not going to be a problem for long so so yeah it's it's really the same basic principles just a bit more uh i don't know if you should say complicated but just a bit more of everything
0: yeah. well it's speaking of ropes i was at the maritime museum in venice while i was visiting venice last mm. week and they have all of these ship models and i remember my mother-in-law looking at them and saying oh my god there is so much rope there and I was just smiling thinking yeah yeah there is it is insane when you look at it it is really a spider yeah. web of rope going all over the ship yeah
1: and and it's there is literally miles and miles of rope uh, and n- not continuous ropes of course but the the longest are I think like 150 meters long because they're gonna have to go up and and down in in the uh, the blocks and tallows, so, uh, so so yeah it's it's a lot of them and everyone is rather important because it's it's attached to something important in the other end. So So every time you see like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean movie or, or anything where where someone grabs a rope and and cuts it off and then he can just swing to the other side of the deck and and nothing bad happens. That, that wouldn't happen because, like I said, there, there's something important at the other end that is now unsecured. And you do not want unsecured things just flapping about on, on a sailing or ship. Or indeed on a person. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: So... I'm assuming that's where the expression "learning the ropes" comes from. Uh, yeah, I, I assume so. It's uh, b- because, like, there are so many of them, and and you need to make sure that you know which one goes. And there's, um, uh, you, I, I need to. I, I can see if I can find a link to it. But there's a fantastic movie uh, of of a guy sailing in the thirties. He he brought a. Uh, a, a small box video camera, and it's all black and white, and there's no sound. But he's narrating over it, uh, and it's it's one of the last like these huge clipper ships. That's that has it's a five-master oh. uh, ship, and it it sailed around uh, South America, and uh, and he he's telling his his uh, he's filming when when they have to learn uh, the ropes literally, uh, and so the. Uh, the person in charge he's, he's telling him like okay you have to touch this rope and it's somewhere on the ship so the, the crew or the group uh, they, they have to like literally run mm. and climb up and, and touch the same and then they he would call out another piece of rope uh, at At some other part of the ship, and then they would have to run and then climb all the way over there. So yeah, it's a lot of it, and I'm I'm really glad that that you have experienced watch leaders that that kind of knows their yeah. stuff. Um, but but yeah, there's there's a lot of of uh, everyday expression that that comes from uh, that's com- comes from from sailing. Uh, so like spinning a yarn is most likely uh, from from when when you would have. Uh, you you would reuse everything on board because you can't stop and shop. If like if you need more rope, you only have the stuff that you brought with you. So if if a rope gets frayed and needs replaced, you don't throw the frayed rope away. You would uh, use that to make something else of. And and sometimes you would have to untangle the uh, untangle the yarns from from that rope. So you would get finer threads. And uh, and that's kind of a tedious uh, thing to do. So while you were doing it, you would probably just sit around and talking with people. And that might have been the, the origins of, of the expression of, of spinning. Yeah, alarm. that
0: was, uh, any, for anyone who's ever read the Sharp books, that was what the young Richard Sharp, when he was an orphan in a workhouse, he was set to unraveling these rather huge bits of, um, Of rope into the constituent parts and it was it was explained how that would ruin your fingers because it's pretty coarse rope and it's filled with tar so and it was useful i mean if you've ever heard the expression oakum or smoking oakum oakum is basically these tarred bits of rope that you could then use to for example plug a hole in a ship you could pound it in and that would plug a, a hole so before mm. we say goodbye let's bring it back to uh, to the Middle Ages because you're also going to the medieval week on Gotland you mentioned and we've talked about that this before and how I'd really like to go there so this is an entire week dedicated to being a medieval
1: festival right yes yes it is it's it's from uh, Sunday to Sunday so it's it's actually more than a week but but yeah it's it's fantastic it started sometime in the 80s and they they've been around since then. Uh, not not during twenty twenty for <laughs> obvious reasons. Well, they actually had a, a virtual uh, <coughs> virtual festival. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, and and yeah, it's it's just this this amazing thing that that there there's literally something for for everyone uh, at least if if you're the person who goes there. So you have. Storytellers for for children, and they can uh, slay dragons with with wooden swords and stuff like that. And then you have uh, workshops for the for the people who like to do handicraft. So you can uh, you can learn how to make your own socks um, <laughs> or or um, yeah, basically everything. Uh, and the cool thing about this year, um, there's also a lot of drinking <laughs> going on. Uh, surprisingly, surprisingly peaceful, though, considering how many people are are carrying knives or or other weapons, because uh, there are is there are also quite a lot of of reenactment fighting. Mm. Uh, and what's what's interesting from from a Danish point of view, from your is that the event that is um, not celebrated but uh, is commemorated is is the Danish invasion of Gotland in thirteen sixty one. Uh, which was one of these uh, kind of, at least for the for the local populace, what it was kind of a um, horrible event because uh, the the Danish army faced off against uh, the the people of of the island of Gotland and not not the city of Visby, which where where everything takes place because the city was kind of semi independent from the rest of the island, uh, so. Um, so, so the people of Gotland, uh, they basically got massacred. Uh, they they fought hard, but literally thousands of them were were killed. And due to the extreme summer heat, they were thrown in a huge mass grave just outside of the city. And so, when it was excavated, you still found like pieces of armor and uh, and and chain mail even uh, still being uh, worn by the dead people. Uh, and and you also get kind of these horrific injuries that there's uh, you, you can literally tell that people have been executed because they have like holes from from maces in their backs of their heads. Uh, there's one person who has had both of their legs cut off, probably in one swipe Whoa. because they've uh, compared the uh, the edges or the the angles of the cuts in in the leg bones, uh, and it could have been just one swipe. Uh, so so from that perspective it's it's a really horrific event. Uh, but at the same time it it has given us so much information of the people participating and, and what kind of uh, equipment they were. Yeah, it's have. an archaeological treasure trove. Yes, yes, it is. and, and of course the the entire city uh, or, or the old parts of the city still has uh, has its city walls. Uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, is actually a word World Heritage. I'm I'm pretty sure it is. So just... it's yeah, and and also a lot of the there's a bunch of old churches, uh, some of them still in use, and others are just ruins inside the, the old city. And there are there are literally pubs and and bars that are in medieval uh, m- medieval buildings, which is kind of cool. So you have this amazing uh, environment, just just like. There's. It's not like it's a LARP or or that that you uh, reenact a, a person while you're there. It's basically just yourself, but in cooler clothes. Uh, so and and just being able to walk around in the city that, that almost at least like if you squint a bit it could and and like kind of uh, not focus on the road signs and stuff like that. You you you're almost back in a medieval city, and it's just an amazing feel, and uh, and and just the the atmosphere is is unbeatable. It's it's unlike anything I've ever done. So it so yeah. sounds amazing,
0: and I. It's interesting that you say it goes from Sunday to Sunday, because I, when doing some research on medieval fairs and festivals, the big ones usually unless they were like uh, a month long, they usually did go from Sunday Mm. to Sunday. So you'd start the fair with mass and then you'd end the fair with mass at the church. So Sunday to Sunday was, was quite common it would the ah. the the real fair, the real festival, trading and entertainment and stuff like that would usually start on yeah. Monday and end on Saturday, but the the official start and end dates would be the Sundays where everyone would hear mass. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of pictures from this because I can imagine there's some really cool spectacles. So we can we can show our, our listeners. Show our listeners hmm, uh, <laughs> some, uh, <Yeah. laughs> but but some pictures of, of the old buildings and the city wall stuff like that because it sounds really inspirational for making yeah. a medieval setting come alive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I will, I will definitely try to to take a lot of pictures and and post them. Uh, I, it they, it might have to wait because I'm only home for a few days before I'm I have to go to to Germany to sign on to the ship. So. <laughs> Uh, but if nothing else, after that, uh, I, I might be able to do some updates uh, when I'm there, but I I'm, I don't want to make any promises, so let's just make it a pleasant yeah. surprise if there is any. But anyway, all
0: of that ends, uh, leads into the fact that it's going to be a while until we're back to looking at books. We have a, um, a side quest coming up very, very soon after this has been posted, and then when you're away peter i'm going to be doing some flying solo side quests about various stuff if anyone have any requests for something i should try and cover you can always post it on facebook but i i'll see if i can get a couple of them out so that we're not going to go completely silent until you come back and then once you're back we will be taking as have been mentioned a look at at the first book in the Transylvania Chronicles, but I'm really looking forward to hearing about your experiences because it really does sound rather cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's it's gonna be. I've I've been out sailing on this ship for quite some, uh, a few times before, but I've never been out at sea for this long that it's gonna be, and and not in the open sea, uh, or or in 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 such an open sea. I've been out in the North Sea and and up to Norway and in the Baltic Sea, but. It's, it's uh, going to be really interesting to, to sail uh, the bay uh, because apparently there can be quite some, some interesting weather and, and sailing out there. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, that. take care. You know, be um, yeah, be, be yeah, careful, don't fall you. overboard.
0: No. But anyway, I hope that you'll bear with us, that it's going to take a while until we get back to our regular schedule programming, but hopefully we can still provide you with some entertainment. And with that, it is goodbye from me, Jacob. And from me, Peter. Farewell, and see you next time. Bye.